0: The Lover and the Fighter podcast with Josh Cohen and Dean Thomas. Yes, sir. It is the latest edition of the Lover and the Fighter podcast. JC, that's me. Fighter is MMA. Fighter, pioneer, coach, corner, and the UFC's king of all media. All the jobs need not be listed. You know them by heart. He, of course, Dean Thomas. It is this podcast devoted to UFC 280, which is Fight Island Saturday. Saturday on ESPN, ESPN Plus, and ESPN Plus Pay-Per-View. We won't get into the specific picks on this episode. We'll do those over on the premium content at UFC Fight Pass. But first and foremost, how uh, relieved are you that you don't have to fly halfway across the world? Instead, you can watch this one um, in your boxer shorts and your knee-high socks.
1: Yeah, well, I'm watching all my contemporaries on Instagram, and they're like on these buses and these long trips. I I mean, it's great to get to do it. It is great to get to do it, but I've done it. Right. a few times so yeah. i'm like all right you know what like i don't have to hog all the funds they yeah. can have some of the right. fun too so it, i'm glad i'm get to chill it's nice that others get an
0: opportunity to have an opportunity and at the same time um it's also nice that um it, as much as the travel's great and being there is great it is halfway around the world yeah and that takes a lot out of you and
1: we understand yeah like just i don't and coming back is the worst because of so the time change, the time change, and just like getting back into the country is just like I almost don't want to leave just because I don't want to come back. Like going through the process of coming back.
0: I remember the summer of 2014 when you almost
1: stayed in Germany. Oh yeah, because I was like, man, I don't really feel like going back through customs. And they,
0: he almost moved to Germany and became a German citizen because he didn't feel like going through customs. Yeah. it reminds me like waiting in line. It reminds me of that scene from the movie Snatch. You and I, are big fans of Guy Ritchie's masterpiece, the Year 2000, I think in which Dennis Farina was flying across New York, London, the whole thing, and then they show him, and he's on the plane, Elka seltzer and then he gets to customs, and they said, anything to declare? And he said, yeah, don't go to England. (laughs) Such a pain in the ass. It is, man. That's such a great movie, too. It's such a great movie. All right, let's take a quick look at this card and give us a little strategy where you like, matchup wise what to look for. Um, And let's get to the prelims, and we'll we'll do these more in-depth over at UFC Fight Pass. But Bala Muhammad, Sean Brady, not a pick, but insight on who
1: does what well and what you think might be stylistically a weakness. So Sean Brady recently beat one of the best grapplers in the world, Craig Jones. Yes. And that is an accomplishment in itself, the way these grapplers have been handling MMA guys. Sean Brady's strength is, is supposed to be next level. So if he's able to get his hands on Bala, that could be a problem. But Bilal's experience and his fight IQ is just so high right now. So that's, if you know, if Bilal's moving well and, you know, in his zone, that's, that could be a problem for Sean Brady. Right, we're going to pick
0: this fight over at UFC Fight Pass, where the premium content is of this same podcast. But um we will touch on the fact that Bilal Muhammad, this might be
1: the biggest reception he gets from a crowd, and he's got to go halfway across the planet to do it. And I'm happy for him because Bilal Muhammad is a character. Like, he's a yeah. good, he's a character. He, yeah. He understands the game. He just can't seem to find his footing here in the States. But over there, I was watching the press conference, and they loved them. So I was happy for him. He's got the name,
0: ethnic, and, of course, racial and religious purpose. It is representation. Yes. He is they, and they is he. How many of those people cheering in the UAE are thinking that he is um, He's DJ Khaled?
1: <laughs> Buy Another all one, of Buy all, all of them. them. They're like, still fighting now.
0: <laughs> he look a lot like him. All right, let's look quick into the main card. And this begins at two p.m. on ESPN Plus. This whole day is ten a.m. Eastern time, uh, seven a.m. Pacific for the early prelims. So it's a great afternoon of fighting here for North America and in the U.S. Caitlin Chukagian and Manu Ferro. This is a flyweight fight, and this one is. For, no, for all minus two ten favorite,
1: don't pick the fight. But something we should look for in this matchup. You know, I've been watching Mino fight since she was on the ultimate. Well, the, the South of South African version, version of the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, yeah, with Kayla Rocco and she is a tremendous athlete. She is so fast, so powerful and so strong. But this could come to a battle of karate, like cuz they both of them have like karate background. Karate. Karate. So this could come down to a battle of that. And then it also could come down to experience. So, you know, I think that whoever leads and is able to show early dominance should run away with this fight.
0: It's a three-rounder, so mm-hmm. it's make quick work, exude your dominance, you know. Dictate the pace, and you like whoever does that to, to, to win it. Exactly. Um, speaking of UFC Fight Pass, the picks you can get there, premium content. This one's free, of course. But um over there also you can subscribe, and they got karate movies. There's one called Dirty Ho, <laughs> and Dean says that's the movie about. That's about you. That's my life yeah, story. Yeah, it was said. your it was like a documentary. It's
1: not very yeah. nice.
0: <laughs> kind of accurate, but not very nice. Uh Benil Darouche. And Mazut Gamrot, this is a lightweight fight at 5'10 and about 156 pounds. We'll get your pick for this at UFC Fight Pass. But stylistically... Things that the average observer, the
1: average fan, whether you're a casual or hardcore, they don't see what you see. What do you see they don't? Well, Benil Dariusha is one of the most intelligent, clean fighters that you can see out there. But sometimes he tends to get dirty and wild to match his opponent's intensity. Why is that? Just because... Emotional? It just, um, just could be emotional. Mm. I don't think he, I don't think he means to do it, but I think that, you know, just... Getting inside of a cage can sometimes force that animalistic instinct out of you. Got it. But Mateos Gamera is an absolute animal. I watched him in the middle of a round get cut in the forehead, tie it up, tie, uh, tape it up tape in it. the middle of a round, and then keep the, the round. I mean, he's an absolute animal and one of the dirtiest, grittiest fighters. Listen, if this fight is clean, we know which way it's going. Benil's way. If it's dirty, we know which way it's going.
0: And this is one of those semi-rare South Paul and South Paul. Yeah. So we don't see that a whole
1: lot. We don't see it. We don't see it a lot. But uh but again, like if it's a crazy, wild, scrappy fight, we know which way it's going.
0: Continuing in the main card, Bantamweight Division. Peter Yan, Sugar, Sean, O'Malley. You've referred to O'Malley in the past. Is brittle, and we'll go further into that over at UFC Fight Pass. But same idea, Dean. The things that you see about these two that perhaps fans don't recognize
1: or don't see that they should in an instance in this matchup, or what? Well, I think for O'Malley, like he's a heavy underdog here, but you know you got to check his speed, the speed of his feet. You got to look at the speed of his feet. He's got faster feet than almost anybody, and the way he maneuvers, it, it could be problems for Peter Yan. Um, so. The advantage with
0: the fast feet, in this instance, versus Jan specifically, would be to what? To just
1: stay away. Stick and move. To keep he's distance. Gotta, he's got to keep distance. And he's got to stick and move. Yeah. He, cannot, he cannot, under no circumstances, allow himself to get trapped against defense. He is one of the biggest dogs on the card. at 220. But
0: Dean's actual pick, again, over on the premium content side at UFC Fight Pass, the other version of this podcast. Your buddy... Al Sterling, who you introduced me to back in 20, early 2017, I guess. He was on the come-up. Yeah. And now he's got a strap. He's got and he's strap. hoping to leave with it as a minus 175 favorite in a Bantamweight title fight versus TJ Dillashaw. Five rounds of fight that we weren't sure we'd ever get to see, and now we are getting to see. Um, something in Dillashaw that people maybe forgot about. Something they don't fully appreciate about his fight game is what?
1: I think maybe his power in both hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think, I think you know, he's got really good power in both hands. You know, he's, I mean, he's just, he's very explosive, very dynamic. So you got to, so Al Jermaine has to be careful with that. Like, he can't allow himself
0: to get caught up in that. And for Al Sterling, he doesn't get enough credit. He's an unpopular champion,
1: we know. But he doesn't get enough credit for what that he does well. I think, I mean, you give him credit for his grappling, but I don't think people really give it enough credit. Like, his... His grappling is next level. His grappling for MMA is probably so. Why one of is it so? Why MMA. is it so deceptive? Why? Why is it not so obvious? Well, because people they they think it's everybody's the same. They're, oh, let me just grow with a jujitsu guy. You know, he's a jujitsu guy, Aljamain. But Algermain has a he's special. He's special. And if you hear it from Matt Sarah, they they talk about it all the time. He's just got a special level of grappling.
0: Why is it not appreciated? Because he's unpopular. He's unpopular. Yeah. So, so maybe they're not seeing it because they don't want to see it. I don't think th- confirmation. Uh, yeah, I don't think they want to see.
1: I don't think they want to see. They don't want to like Jermaine. We'll get your pick on that over at UFC
0: Fight Pass Premium version of this podcast. And let's continue to the main event of the afternoon: Charles DeBronx, Oliveira, and Islam Makhachev. We know who the crowd will be behind, and we know who North America on Twitter will be behind. Those are two different things, obviously. Five rounds, lightweight title fight you thought something was weird about um olivera
1: losing the belt in the first place with the scale on that you thought did you ever th- find out what well they they prematurely called the weight and i remember being on the weigh-in show and yeah. watching it still moving and the commission called the weight and i was thinking like wait a minute the scale's still moving but they right. didn't fix it they didn't fix it so Ooh. technically he should still be the champ right because he didn't lo- he didn't yeah he, correct i think he was on weight Correct. Is never settled. So we won't get your pick on this here.
0: We'll, we'll save that for UFC Fight Pass. But um, as we talk about styles um, and we talk about how they make fights, this is one the fans all wanted to
1: see and they get what they want. But do they know what they're going to see? To see, I don't think people understand the significance of this fight. And I just thought about it earlier today. The significance and the historical importance of this fight goes all the way back to the beginning of MMA. Russia versus Brazil. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, from from Fedor and Minotauro. Uh, uh Henzo Gracie and Oleg Taktarov, uh, Mario Sperry and Igor Zinoviev. I and mean, this is 1990, in the 90s, and it, the rivalry between Sambo and Brazilian Jiu Jitsu goes all the way back. It's a then. legacy fight. It's a legacy fight. I mean. We, we're we just looking at it as these two lightweights, but the reality is these guys are representing something bigger, and that's jujitsu and Sambo. And I bet those two nations understand that. Yeah, I, I bet I'm sure they, they do. do yeah, I think they do, too. More than we do North America. I yeah. bet you Brazil's oh, fully yeah. aware, and I'm
0: certain that Russia's fully aware. For sure, 100%. All right. Um, we'll get your actual pick for this at UFC Fight Pass. But something that you'll be looking for, something that you, because you'll get a chance to watch this, and you won't have a headset on, you won't be halfway across the planet, you'll probably be in boxer shorts, and like I said, your socks pulled up to your knees, maybe eating a bowl of cereal. Uh, by the time this fight goes, um, something you'll be looking
1: for is what? I think I'm really looking forward to the TJ and Aljamain fight. You know, I want to make, I want to just see how Aljamain performs under these circumstances. Because sometimes Aljamain can get a little distracted with everything that's going around. But that might be his way of, his defense mechanism or his way of dealing with pressure. So I want to just see how focused he is going into this fight and if he can handle the pressure.
0: this will be the most popular he's been in an arena Mm -hmm. since being a champion or a championship contender. He'll get more cheering here than he would...
1: In America. Yeah, he would get zero cheers in America. All right.
0: Um, you should subscribe and uh, comment and rate this podcast so we can keep doing it because, well, well, actually, you don't have to. We don't get paid for this one. Yeah. No, just kidding. Uh, do rate, subscribe, etc. For Dean Thomas, JC saying thank you for listening. We'll catch you next time after 280 for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.